What's up, everybody, and welcome into this special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, the Tuesday Night Wars. Jonathan Hood <laughs> with you, along with CJ Taylor from the ctjreport.net, and uh, we're here to break down what we saw from AEW in Independence, Missouri, as well as NXT from the PC in Orlando, Florida. Uh, CJ, as always, I appreciate you, brother. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm great. I'm exhausted. Uh, we haven't done this... <laughs> Since the '90s, right? Like, like right. Two screens, like there's wrestling on one TV, wrestling on the other TV, and it's just like, it's just crazy. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll leave your comments. We'll read your comments at the end of this podcast, and of course, if you're on X, you can follow along on X, and that is at um, uh, it is Good Karma Wrestling GKW underscore Wrestling, in which you can find Good Karma Wrestling every Thursday uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. With Brian, Gabe, and yours truly, but we got to break this down, man. I mean, yeah. Good about it. Wow, uh, this is way different than the '90s when you had to flip from channel to channel <laughs> between between Raw and Nitro. But uh, this was this is a wild night uh, for professional wrestling. Great night for professional wrestling if you're a fan of it. Uh, we've talked about this before. I don't get into the tribalism. Uh, this was just awesome to see to have these two shows up against one another and um man uh let's let's get into it because it was it was a lot happening at the same time well let's just call the time here uh because we're both on central time nxt mm -hmm. was off at 908 p.m central so they had an mm -hmm. eight minute overrun and aw said f that we're going 914 <laughs> 14 minutes extra and just so just to set it up for those that uh, are just tuning in if you watch social media all day Tuesday, while CJ was working, I was already off and just getting ready for this Tuesday night war, mm -hmm. and it was back and forth. Triple H putting tweets out there, Tony Khan putting <laughs> tweets out there, like Triple H's like, uh, just so you know, uh, we're going to go 30 minutes, uh, no commercials. Uh. And then as Tony Khan says, I'm going no, 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 30 minutes also. We're going to go 30 minutes. As a matter of fact, I think he went, if I'm not mistaken, 40 plus minutes without a commercial. Is that correct? I had... I had it clocked in uh, 46 minutes without oh, commercial. 46 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was just something, man. So we got to get into this. I got notes everywhere on this special yeah. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. So, you know, just on the surface, CJ, I just thought that NXT did their thing, sprinkled in mm -hmm. with superstars from the past and present. And AEW yeah. did with their thing and saying, we're just going to give you action. Now, a lot of fluff, just give you action. It's mm -hmm. really the difference between the two companies, right? NXT has some acts I was not familiar with, a lot of promos. Mm -hmm. They're trying to build up to their next yeah. event. And AEW's for, here for the here and now, just trying to give you, just trying to shove in as much action as they could in two-plus hours. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. That was the complete difference between the two shows. This is NXT. We both know it's de developmental. So they have to try to, you know, get with the promos. So the, the wrestlers can connect with the crowd, sprinkle in, you know, a Cody Rhodes, sprinkle in a John Cena, sprinkle in, you know, a Paul Heyman. Um, but AEW just right off the bat just said, hey, let's get straight to it. And Swerve versus Brian Danielson was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, that that was a that was a pay-per-view match. Uh, if that was any other wrestling show, that's your main event. I mean, those two uh, from from start to finish. So you can see already the, the stark contrast. Cody comes in, does his, his promo, makes a few announcements, 
Meanwhile, I'm on the other screen and Swerve and Brian Danielson are just going ham. It, it, it's something like you start off with both shows, you get a long Cody promo, long Cody promo, like for mm-hmm. 14 minutes. And that's just typical WWE, right? You go start off with a promo yeah. to set up the table. So that's yeah. about 13, 14 minutes. You know, on the other side is Christian in the back, in the truck, you know, and he's <laughs> like, now you can just tell he's one of yeah. the, if not the biggest heel in the company right now, he'll say anything. Uh, let, uh, let me ask sure. you, let me ask you something, CJ, back in your day, mm-hmm. in your dating life, did you ever use the line, put some clean sheets on the bed, daddy's coming home? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he doing, man? I don't think I've used that. I went back in the, in the Rolodex. I'm like, I don't know if I've used that before. I, I don't think I've used that one either, but that's that's what makes Christian Cage great and <laughs> what he does with this heel role that he's got. I mean, he is liable to say anything, as we found out <laughs> when he and uh, Adam Copeland uh, met for the first time when Adam uh, debuted. So you you, you got to love what Christian Cage is doing with, with his character right now. So you're, you're right. Like Swerve and Brian Danielson to lead things off. That's a main mm-hmm. event usually on Dynamite. But in this iteration of these Tuesday Night Wars just for tonight, you went yeah. big with Swerve Strickland against Brian Danielson. And imagine which Swerve did fall short. A lot of gaga mm-hmm. around it, but it doesn't hurt Swerve. Swerve, clearly, they're giving him finally the push that he deserves as one of these heels. I'm still a little murky on the whole mogul situation, but I know Swerve's the star of that, and Brian Danielson mm-hmm. beats him. On the other side, we get Asuka against Roxanne Perez, and it's like, that's good mm-hmm. for Roxanne Perez. That's the, I mean, that's yeah. a learning situation to take on Asuka, but you know, when you talk about Swerve and Danielson, that was a banger to start things off. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that that one was on the big screen as I kept flipping back between my big screen and the iPads. Like, no, Danielson, <laughs> Swerve, that's that's on the big screen. I got to watch that. Um, Asuka and uh, Roxanne Perez, uh, like you said, it was a learning curve for her. That was a good experience for her to go up against uh, an established star, uh, really one of the all-time greats uh, in terms of Asuka. Uh, so that was a really good experience for her. But it was it was a match. It was, it was a decent match, sure. uh, but when, you, when you've when you got Swerve and Danielson on the other side, you know, Tony Khan decided to swing big, and that, that was a home run to start things off. And again, there's going to be a theme of the night of NXT doing their thing like they do every Tuesday, whatever mm-hmm. that is, you know, yeah. cultivating young talent, getting them promo time. Other side, AEW does what they usually do with Dynamite. So we get Tyler Bate in the Brawling Brutes against Gallus. Gallus, I was a fan of when I was watching NXT UK. Uh, that was mm-hmm. kind of like my little private show uh, that yeah. no one was talking about. Like, you put it on the old, like, WWE Network. You put mm-hmm. it on, like, wow, you get a Tyler Bate, big, strong boy. You get some yeah. Gallus in there. It's like, it was really good, right? Kind of quietly off the radar, but it's a really good show. So they, they're mm-hmm. part of NXT now. And so, again, just a lot of spots there. Um, Tyler Bate did something um, that was just crazy. He had a couple of crazy bumps in that. We got picture to picture in that match at 29 after the hour. So that's the first commercial they took was in that match. So, I mean, just a lot of spots. Fun, you know, is is very good. Other side here, we get Hobbs against Jericho. And so, Mm. CJ, um, shout out to Jericho for pretty much losing clean to to Hobbs. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And not only losing clean, that was a squash. That was complete domination from start to finish. I was a little surprised at how 
just how little offense uh, Jericho got in this match. Uh, but that that was that's good for Powerhouse Hops. Uh, I'm a fan of his. Um, I really want to see him like really do well. So mm-hmm. for him to get a big win like this over again a future Hall of Famer and and Chris Jericho, you know that's that's a uh, that's great for for Hobbs. So I, I was really happy for him for that one. It's the strongest that we've seen Hobbs in a what I would say against a very strong opponent, not like a preliminary match, like mm-hmm. against a real contender, like you mentioned, a Hall of Famer, and for Hobbs to continue to. Um, just squash to power slam to yeah. put uh, Jericho on his back. Like, yeah. it, it made it seem like, oh man, it looked Jericho looked his age in that match. Did he not? He did. He he really really did. He uh, I don't want to say he looked a, a step slow, but he just he looked uh, like he he just really like could not keep up with the the power of, of powerhouse Hobbs. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, that was just like said, complete domination from start to finish. That was that was something to see, and I think that was a little surprising for the fans. That you you expect Jericho to you know do his thing, get his offense going, and and other things, but to completely uh, just you know give up clean for yeah. Hobbs. That that that's big. That was something. That is for sure. Um, the spot in the Tyler Bate, um, Braun Brutes Gallus match. Tyler Bate with a dart to the hand. I don't know if you saw that. He puts a dart right to the hand of one of the guys from Gallus. I'm like, what is this? What kind of nonsense is this? But it was a really good good spot fest and a lot of action in that matchup. Hobbs and Jericho, very surprising. Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> this is a night of vignettes. See, I got two sets of notes here. So I got right. <laughs> That's why I'm going back and forth. You know, CJ, the way we grew up, we grew up watching wrestling, was the vignette or the video got mm-hmm. you into the arena or got you into watching the pay-per-view. And we yeah. got we got great vignettes from both sides. So mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is pushing this book. But that vignette I had never seen before about Becky Lynch was very interesting, about her mm-hmm. background, about her start in the business. I thought that was cool. And what we've seen from uh, Samoa Joe, uh, mm-hmm. you talk about a boss, right? Little cigar, little yeah. drink, suit. I'm like... <laughs> I'm with that, right? So both shows, I think they did a really good job with vignettes. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm going to give a slight little edge to Samoa Joe because I'm a Samoa Joe Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, outside of that, yeah, both both strong vignettes. Uh, Samoa Joe, just boss. It's just like you want to, he draws you in. You want to see him win the AEW world title, you know, based off these vignettes, based off the promos that Joe uh, can cut and, and just based off the type of wrestler he is. So that that was a uh, that was a really cool promo right there. Uh, we have a poll question up at GKW underscore wrestling uh, on uh, Twitter right now on X. Uh, first of all, you can be able to be a follower of our feed, uh, but also we have a poll question about which was a better show for you, NXT or AEW Dynamite. You can vote right now on X and also leave your comments on what you saw on this Tuesday night. Um, so we get a Cena promo. And this is the most hype Cena promo on NXT because, and, and let, let me make it clear, it's not like I watch a lot of NXT, but I know that that's a mm-hmm. smart crowd. It's a yeah. smart crowd in Orlando. I know mm-hmm. that much. And for them, for that crowd to be rapping Cena's theme, I'm Bad. like, <laughs> when have we ever seen that? Like, they knew word for word, right? And Cena got goosebumps. Yeah. Clearly, he marked out himself like, 
you all know the the words. Yeah, John, you've been yeah. coming out to the same music for 20 years. <laughs> yes. But I know that he felt like, oh, wow, like these people mm-hmm. actually like me. Yeah, one fan that said Cena sucks, which he enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, the crowd was behind Cena. Yeah, um, that was that was pretty cool to see, you know, as well. Like you said, the, the NXT crowd, uh, smart crowd, they get it, they understand it, even though they're watching, you know, uh, wrestlers like develop before their eyes. They they understand, you know, the industry. So uh, to see them like rap this whole song and then kind of switch it when Breaker comes out and they start chanting Braun Breaker sucks <laughs> and Cena thing was just a pretty <laughs> cool moment, too. But that that's that's what you know the difference between the two shows. You know, NXT was here to show you some of their youngest stars. But again, what WWE probably does better than anybody else, they give you moments. And this was another moment of Cena being you know on on NXT. There's no question about that. Just a little something that I'm sure other podcasts will pick up after we say this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Breaker comes out there and the crowd is saying bullshit. <laughs> and and they just kept saying it, right? And in USA, yeah. they're bleeping it every time. I mean, the yeah. sense has got to work out in USA. It shows you the difference between USA and, and Warner Discovery. It's yeah. a big difference, right? There's some things you can say and some things you can't say. But did you notice the subtlety of Cena stepping in and stopping the crowd? He said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is a learning moment. Did you notice that? He puts the hand up. Yeah, like, no, yeah. because because if he didn't stop them, the crowd mm-hmm. was chanting the same thing. Unlike Rock in Denver, you know, yeah. you know, saying what he said, you know, and they and the the Fox sensors had to keep hitting the button on the rock, <laughs> right. right? But Cena stopped the crowd from continuing on because I'm sure in his mind he goes, the word bullshit is not going to work on USA Network. As loose yeah. as USA, it's not going to work. But I just exactly. like the subtlety of Cena stopping the crowd, like, no, no, mm-hmm. we're going to finish this promo so people can hear it. Because I'm yeah. sure he's thinking, well, every other word's gonna be bleeped. So smart mm-hmm. by Cena. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that that's to your point as well. Making sure we get through this promo because the, the the purpose of the promo again is to one have Cena out here for the moment, and then two to again continue to try to build up you know Brian Breaker as this you know heel, this 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 heel character that's gonna come out and challenge the the goat. You know, so yeah, kudos to Cena uh, on, on all fronts on that. He he understands uh, uh, the crowd, uh, how to move a promo along, and how to control the crowd. Uh, he he's one of the best ever to to do to do that. Uh, while we're having our conversation, we want you to bookmark the ctjreport.net. That's where you can find uh, our co-host here for this Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Bookmark that. Check out the best in pop culture, wrestling, and everything else. I'm sure that there will be a, a 2,000 words on uh, the Tuesday Night Wars at some point on the next Oh, it's coming. Hour. I'm just, I'm it's just coming. guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you're going to fire up the computer and write yeah. about this because this is interesting tonight. Okay. So over here, Phoenix against Orange Cassidy on, on mm-hmm. AW. Okay. Let's go back. So Ray Phoenix was not supposed to win the championship to start with. John Moxley was injured, concussed, so he could not continue. Um, And Phoenix won the championship, which I'm happy with because Phoenix deserves to be a singles champion. I I think that Mm -hmm. that guy is world championship material, and he's he's with a tag team right now. So, but I'm just it gave you a taste of what Phoenix can do. It wasn't a long enough reign for me. They gave the championship Mm -hmm. back to Orange Cassidy. 
Orange Cassidy now is a two-time international, um, you know, an international champion. That's cool. Um, and I thought that Cassidy's run was really solid. He proved a lot to me. He's not just a character. Mm-hmm. He's a character. Yeah. But the guy was like a workhorse champion. And I'm sure that he'll be at the top of cards on Rampage or on mm-hmm. the collision shows and, you know, really getting some footing again on pay-per-view if he holds the championship long enough. But, I mean, I thought it was a disconnect in Chicago for Moxley to win. I think that I really think that Orange should have went over in Chicago. He did not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy for for Orange Cassidy because I think the championship is in good hands for sure with him. Oh, absolutely. He he is going to be able to put on uh, bangers um, against a, a number of opponents uh, while he holds that belt. He's going to make that belt uh, be be important. Um, and you know. Would I like to see Phoenix, you know, hold a a, a bigger belt, AEW World Championship, TNT Championship? Sure. Well, we would all like to see that, but I, I think this is the right call to, to uh, put the belt back on Cassidy because he's he's going to be the 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 person to make that belt really mean something. So we get a, a title change, and this is like forty five after the hour in the first hour. Yeah. I'm like, that's a strange time to do that. Not the top. I don't know. I'm just. I just think that if you're going to do that, it should be one championship that changed hands. We'll tell you later mm-hmm. what else happened in, at uh, AEW, but I just thought it was an odd time. Like, and Orange Cassidy, was it me or was there a little bit more focus from him? Not a lot of God God. It seemed like he was more, yeah. he was really hell bent on winning that championship instead of all the histrionics we usually get with him. Yeah, he, he was extremely focused. You know, none of the hands in the pocket or the, you know, little mini kicks, you know, that he does. Now, he was focused from start to finish. He he was hell-bent on winning the title tonight. He, he got it done. Okay, let's go over here to NXT. So, the NXT champion, Dragunov, who I'm a big fan of. Again, I talk about NXT UK. Him yeah. against Guther, but at that time, Volter, during the oh. pandemic. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> you and I go back a long way. It's a top 10 yeah. match in my lifetime. Yeah. It, that, 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 that's a match. If you out there have never seen that match, first of all, shame on you. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, if you have seen it, go back and watch it again. That's just how great those two are uh, uh, with each other. But man, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I like Dragunov as well. Dragunov against Dom Mysterio. Okay, these <laughs> matches are for Dom to learn. I, yeah. I understand that. I understand that he's one of the biggest heels in the company. He can't speak on the mic until mm-hmm. he's in, in his booth. I, I get that. His association with mommy is over. People like it. Mm-hmm. He, they like the Judgment Day act. I get that. It's just yeah. that when I watch Dragunov in these matches, CJ, and and at uh, at NXT, that's just half speed Dragunov. Because I know that he's a lot better than this. Like it's mm-hmm. he's fine. And he's a good character. Nice robe too, by the way. That that's a nice robe for a Russian. <laughs> what was I that? Was robe? It. <laughs> I was kind of digging it. Wait a minute. That's not what he wore before. He was just a mean Russian out there with the crazy yeah. eyes and the hair all mm-hmm. over the place and just going through people like a missile, right? And it's like, yeah. what's going on? This? I mean, what was he, Ric Flair? Yeah, he's, he's he's got robes now. He comes out in suits to talk with Cody Rhodes. I mean, it was like, who who, who is this guy? That was bananas. So I understand that. And this is L.A. Knight as the referee in this matchup. Okay, my man's got his Timberlands on and sunglasses, and he's the referee <laughs> in this match. What a gimmick. What a gimmick. 
the, the most over person right now in WWE by far. It's not even close. Uh, is is LA Knight. Um, yeah, that, that was a that was a fine match. Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, Jagannath was clearly uh, going at half speed. Um, you know, with with uh, with Dirty Dom in there, uh, you, you really want to see Dragonoff at full speed and just really watch him go because that is a thing to watch. Uh, hopefully, we can get that. Hopefully, in the near future, depending on who he faces uh, uh, next for the title. But um, yeah, yeah, for what this was tonight, it was fine. I saw Dragonoff against uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, if you watch Good Karma Wrestling or if you listen to it, uh, you've heard me say this before. When it comes to major events with NXT, I pick and choose. Like, I see the pay-per-view on Peacock, but it's just like, no, don't know that person. No, Mm -hmm. no. And I know that sounds unfair, but I only have so much wrestling bandwidth, right? Like, I I don't have time to watch these kids. (laughs) Right. Because, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, they're still impact to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I just get to the matches where it's like, why is this this main roster person taking on this NXT person? Let's take a look, right? I'll watch that, but just like Chase U and all this stuff, I was just lost. I didn't didn't understand. I like, yeah, I'm I'm still having trouble with the whole Chase U gimmick. So if you guys can help us out with that one, feel free. I don't know. It may be over. I just don't know because I don't have time. Like, if it's a main roster person like a Becky Lynch on there or, like, you see Cena, and okay, let's take a look and see what that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. How much are, have the kids learned under the tutelage of some of these veterans that come to the performance mm-hmm. center? I just don't have the time. Um, going back and forth, what was more interesting, the Tony Storm close-ups, multiple close-ups, or Jade Cargill coming out of that limo with that outfit meeting Shawn Michaels? Because we got both of those tonight. Yeah, uh- Almost happening simultaneously. So, <laughs> you're, yeah. depending on what you wanted to watch uh, more of, uh, it's kind of running neck and neck. Uh, I, I didn't like the fact, though, that they um, uh, put Tony Storm in the picture in picture. Like, we, we should have been able to see that full screen. Because, again, when you talk about over characters right now, uh, probably Tony Storm and Christian Cage are the two most over um, in that company right now. Uh, kudos to Tony Storm for just completely reinventing herself with this this fifties uh, Hollywood starlet oh. character. I mean, she is killing it, killing it right now. It, it it's kind of like, and I, it's weird how it's some people look at this. They just think that she's she's just jerking this thing off like Shawn Michaels against Hulk Hogan, like she's overdoing mm-hmm. it. It's like, oh, they just gave her this, and so she's just overdramatic. No, 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 no. This is a gimmick. This yeah. is what 1960s, 1950s wrestlers look like, women. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the way, the, even, even my wife came in and like, while I was watching, she's like, oh, that's interesting. That's like an old school outfit. She was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it was fascinating to watch this whole thing with Tony Storm. She's not trying to mess this thing up. She's getting mm-hmm. over with this mm-hmm. black and white picture. And, and I want to make sure, let, let's talk about this too. So people like you were bitching on social media saying, we want a full screen Tony Storm. No, you didn't at that point in time. And here's why. It's a silent picture. Ah. That was the gimmick. She said in the promo, she said, I just, we're going to do pictures silently like they were back in the day, back in my day, whatever she was saying, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a silent picture. You're just supposed to watch. Because if that was full screen performance and there was no audio, 
everybody would have been pissed. They would have said, oh, TBS again with the bad audio problems. <laughs> That's what they would have said. No, that was supposed to be the silent picture. So you were going to ignore the commercials and just watch her. That's mm-hmm. the gimmick. And, right? and again, yeah, yeah, you're right. She pulled that off uh, brilliantly. And she it, it just, again, just killing this thing. I mean, it's 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 amazing how she's come up with this this character and just been able to completely uh, reinvent herself. It's it's going to be fun to watch her going forward with this character. Just how much more deranged can she get, you know, as this this Hollywood starlet character? I'm loving it. So so check this out. Let me let's talk about this. It's so over with us, and I love it just like you love it. She's so over now, she doesn't need the title. Eventually, she's going to get one of the two of the titles, eventually. Mm-hmm. But as it's mm-hmm. going on now, the, this is when the uh, gimmick is more over than the championship. Because a lot mm-hmm. of wrestlers over the years, the Ravens, Jake the Stink Roberts, Kevin Sullivan, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. wrestlers over the years, it's like they don't need a title because yeah. their status is over. It's top shelf. So you don't mm-hmm. have to give them a championship to justify their gimmick. Same thing with Tony mm-hmm. Storm. Just keep going out there, just throwing the shoe, tits up, chin up, and watch for the shoe. I mean, I mean, who says tits on TV? She says tits on TV, and can, and apparently can get away with it. So yes. more power to her. It's great, man. I absolutely love it because it's different and it's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, and and Jake Cargill just making cameos. It just it blows my mind. It just shows you Vince is further and further away from the company because mm-hmm. her name would have been like like, like Sharandra Sharandra yeah. Rogers or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean that. Yeah, people were wondering, you know, when the rumors started that you know when her AEW run was was done, you know, was she going to come over to WWE and was she going to keep her name and things like that. So yeah, one, I'm very happy that she's able to keep her name. And, and her gimmick going forward. Um, it's going to be also interesting to see just how uh, well she's going to be able to develop now that she's with WWE and you have this performance center and you have um, elite wrestlers. And this is no shot at the, the women's wrestlers in, in AEW. But when you have, you know, trainers and, and wrestlers that you can really, you know, just soak in information like a sponge. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Jade is going to do uh, once she gets into WWE on the, on the main roster. We're assuming she's going to the main roster. Yeah, I, I just, it's just different, CJ, because they're like, there's this star, Jade Cargill, star from mm-hmm. what, WWE? Uh, mm-hmm. She's just a star. That's coming to, like, <laughs> it, it's amazing because that's not the usual way that WWE does business, but they see mm-hmm. star, they see movies, they see dollars. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I know AW's got some things under their sleeve that they're looking to pull out, uh, which is cool. But Jade Cargill, I mean, she used AW as a stepping stone to get to this point. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what's next for her. I think that's great. So she comes out and we saw Tony Storm with her close up a couple of times. Uh, I like this new Wardlow. No promo. Just come and just <laughs> kill guys. I, I just I just want to let uh, Sky Blue know something. Chicago's own Sky Blue know something. Let me show you something. Watch the beginning of Wardlow versus Seidel. My, my, Matt Seidel knew he was going to get crushed, right? You know, the camera was on him. Smile. Mm-hmm. Matt Seidel. <laughs> it's Matt Seidel. Like, still smile because yeah. you think, oh, I might win this one. 
knowing he's going to mm-hmm. get crushed. When Sky oh, yeah. takes on somebody, when she takes on Julia Hart or somebody else, they give her the announcement, and homie with the hat turned backwards is just like, <laughs> it just bounces on the ropes. Just yeah. bounces on the ropes. Oh, Boo Boo Face, you're going to lose tonight. But Matt Sidell, mm-hmm. he made it seem like he's going to win. I know he's high. Yeah. I know he's high. But the point is, though, is that <laughs> at least Wardlow, no music, does a symphony, and goes to the crowd. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, grand opening, grand closing, I think. <laughs> but on Twitter, it's like, oh, Wardlow's back. All right. <laughs> and Wardlow's gone. <laughs> They've done him wrong. And they got to fix, uh, yeah, fix it. They do. They, they do. You, you can't have a monster, you know, like him. Um, and, and just completely waste, you know, somebody who looks like that and can wrestle like that. Like you really have to utilize it. Same thing with Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, you you have to utilize characters like that. You know, these these giants. Uh, it kept to kind of offset, you know, uh, what you have in, in AEW with the the Brian Danielsons and the Jay Whites. You're kind of smaller, more athletic. You know, technical wrestlers. You, you need your monsters too. So we get that. Um, so we get the breakout tournament for the women on one side, Danny Palmer against uh, Lola Vice. You know, a good starters match. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just two young people trying to find their footing. Yeah. Other side. So we get Jay White in his matchup here. Too many pages here. Jay White against Adam Page. Okay, so it took four guys to beat Hangman Adam Page. Okay, so my question for you, sir, is so how many times is Adam Page going to lose here? Mm. Right? I mean... Uh, the bigger, yeah, how, how many more losses can he continue to take? You know, before the uh, the fans begin to, to lose interest in him. He's definitely cooling off um, over, over there in AEW. Um, and I, I think if he's supposed to be one of your young pillars, you can't have him taking, you know, that many losses like that. So they, they got to find a way to try to heat him back up, uh, get him in a rivalry where you can put him over. Because this eventually, and we've seen this, whether it's AEW or WWE, where uh, the fans are drawn into somebody, Dolph Ziggler. Oh. <laughs> and he constantly loses and loses and loses. And, and then you, you want to care about him, but you can't because you know every time he goes out there, he's going to lose. We're giving you this special podcast. It's Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday ad-free uh, for those of you listening on the podcast and, of course, on YouTube as well. I'm using my YouTube account tonight, but, of course, go to YouTube. As you're watching this on YouTube, some of you are watching. Go to Good Karma Wrestling if you're looking for a lot of content for pro wrestling. It's on Good Karma Wrestling. Hit that YouTube. Uh, we need more subscribers there. Same thing on social media, on Twitter, uh, on X, at GKW underscore wrestling. We have a poll question up. Which show did you like best? Is it uh, AEW or NXT? Okay, so the Jay White, Adam Page. We, so we talked about Adam Page piece. So Jay White, this uh, Bullet Club Gold is starting to really get some traction here. So mm-hmm. this all started on Saturday nights. It's like, oh, this is a nice little thing they do have on Saturday nights because you need star power. Let yeah. me just rewind the clock. When I first saw Jay White in New Japan, and they gave him everything. It was like Kurt Angle when he came on the scene. Give him all the championships. Yeah. Give him all the money. Yeah. Give him all the championships. And what I thought on Jay White was, wait, this is way too soon. I didn't get it. I was just like, mm-hmm. nice Australian wrestler. Like, I didn't I didn't hear the promos. He was just a decent, 
you know, above average wrestler. This mm. guy coming back to America exclusively, more of the style that we're used to in America as far as his mic yeah. skills, there's personality there. He says mm-hmm. he's the champion. It's almost like they said, CM Punk, we're going to cross <laughs> you out, okay? And we're going to put Jay White in that same thing, holding a championship that's not really his. That's what I think. I feel like what we're watching here is what CM Punk was supposed to go through. I'm the real world champion, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that this is Jay White replacing CM Punk in, that, in, in somewhat of that same type of uh, storyline. Oh, absolutely. Him stealing the, the title away from MG, MJF and, you know, them two now having this this rivalry. Uh, Jay White, uh, Bullet Club, Gold, the Guns, that this is all gold for me. Um, I was not a Guns fan at first. I just thought they were this. this <laughs> I thought there was this tag team, like, what the hell are they doing here? But they've been able to reinvent themselves uh, and now forming an alliance with Jay White, Juice Robinson. Juliet's own. Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and they formed a formidable uh, stable that that's fun to watch. Yeah, that it, it is. Um, and Jay White just continues the victory against Adam Page. And by the way, I don't want to see Prince Nana without his crown and his outfit. Ever again. Ever again. He no. crown has to be on every single time. Like, what are we so doing here, people? That... <laughs> That dude is telling me a streetwise outside 79th Street without it. Without the crown, <laughs> without the outfit, I'm like, that dude's pants barely up, you know, yeah. one or two small. I'm like, come on, bro. You're, you're yeah. a prince. Come on, what, what are we doing? Like, you're supposed to be decked out like Akeem, you know, coming to America. What are we doing here? <laughs> I watched that. I'm like, I should never see your hairline like that. You should never have a, you should never have a sweater like that. I was ashamed. Nope. I was ashamed of Prince Nana. I'll tell you this quick story. I was at ROH at Chicago Ridge when he used to run Chicago mm-hmm. Ridge, like I think maybe four times a year, and okay. it was always sold out because it's a you know small place, but they have all their TV at Chicago Ridge. I'm just standing there against one of the pillars, just chilling. Right, I wasn't sitting. I was just standing, and there's a guy that came up behind me. He goes, "Hey, bro, where's that guy?" In the- Where's that handicapped kid in the wheelchair? And I turned around. It was Prince Nana. <laughs> it was like out of character, though. He was like, hey, bro. Hey, man, where's that dude in the wheelchair? I got to get my autograph. I'm like, Nana? <laughs> yeah, where is he? I said, he's over there. Thanks, bro. And he just goes over there. <laughs> it's like, like, where's the accent? Where's right. the kayfabe? <laughs> Weird, right? Uh-huh. Weird, but it happened. Um, so Jay White goes on to victory. That, but that promo, though. So the MJF's promo is the babyface promo of his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. CJ, like, his promos are the top of the top, the tippy top. Yeah. That promo he had in Independence, Missouri on Wednesday night was the best babyface promo that he's had. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, if you, were, if you weren't sure, you had to be sure for watching that. Like, okay, for sure, he's a babyface. Uh, it's it that that promo tonight basically that solidified it. Uh, whatever questions you had, or if you're thinking, ah, maybe he's going to turn heel again, or, or things like that. No, that this did it. This cemented his status. Now it's probably the top baby face uh, over in AEW, uh, and it, it blew the roof off. The crowd was really into it. They loved it. 
you know, they, they want more uh, of this MJF. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see him going forward as now the top baby face. Hmm. With the belt. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a conversation with Juice Robinson and MJF before <laughs> Joliet's own did that racist, very edgy thing that by uh, pretty much uh, telling MJF, I got these quarters for you. You're Jewish. Uh, you get these quarters. And I'm just like, you know what? And for those that think, you know, we're not speaking out of turn, we're talking about a story that MJF told yeah. as a youth where there are people in high school that would say, hey, hey, you're a Jewish kid, go go get the money. They just throw money yeah. on the ground and tell them to go pick it up. Um, so he told that story. I've heard that in interviews too. But then mm-hmm. for Juice Robinson to do that, so I got these quarters for you with your name on it, Friedman. Now just like, boy, that's edgy. To the point where MJF oh. had to leave after that promo, just kind of like, yeah, that's the edge, man. That's the edge that yeah. AEW has that WWE is not going to go there. They won't. Yeah, yeah. WWE wouldn't touch that. Uh, AEW, um, they have no problems being habitual line steppers. So, uh, yeah, that 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 was almost cringe, you know. Given the the, the history about that, it was that was just you kind of like. Ugh. Like, I don't know if we needed that line, but okay. That's okay, CJ. In 1989, there were still tar and feather and black wrestlers in, in Alabama. So, and Gordon Yeah, Sully that's true, cool. too. So, and yeah. Gordon Sully, uh-uh, look at that. Sweet brown sugar, <laughs> Skip Young. Uh-uh. He's being tarred and feathered. It's called a boy. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's something that you can tell a story without doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can but it just shows you how edgy that is. Like Juice Robinson, completely quintessential Joliet, Illinois, quintessential mm-hmm. Southwest suburbs, out of his mind, saying whatever, doing whatever. And he was he was Juice Robinson. And again, we talk about going from Japan to America. Like these guys that have spent time in New Japan come over to AEW and they're just completely acting out. Completely. Mm-hmm. They're just out, out of control. It's it's amazing, and, but fun though and interesting. It, it it is fun and interesting. Uh, that you can, you can tell with Juice Robinson uh, with Jay White, they they were just ready to just burst out scenes once they got over here to America and AEW to just really you know dive into these characters. So they're having the time of their lives. A little less cringe, but still having having the time of their lives. Very very edgy for sure. You know what made me smile, CJ? You know what made me smile? What's that? What made, what made me smile is the Brian Pillman Jr. vignette. Do you see Brian Pillman Jr.? I mean, I, I, I did see it. Is, is he going to keep his name? No, it'll be a different name. It'll be a different oh, name. Okay. And, and, but they gave a reason, though. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah there is. his father. That's the first time mm-hmm. on the record or in character. Like, I didn't know my father. My real father is so and so. So I'm not going to yeah. use my father's name. That's how you right. do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. always felt generic to me. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to say his name should be Curtis Axel. What I'm saying is, is that Brian Pillman as Brian Pillman would have been fine. He was underutilized in AEW. I've mm-hmm. seen him in the Indies a lot. Brian Pillman Jr. can go, but his name's going to be different. I'm surprised he started NXT, but that's fine. He's going to wild them because he's already a seasoned veteran. But yeah. Imagine this as a storyline. I hate my father. Mm-hmm. I resent my father. He's dead. How many mm-hmm. people have come to me and say, boy, your dad was a great character. Boy, your dad was great. Boy, your dad's life got cut short. 
And Brian Pillman Jr. resents that, resents his dad, and he's going to use a different name, and he's going to use that as fuel to go through mm-hmm. WWE. It's never been done like that before. Usually you just remove the name, get the name out yeah. of there, let it be somebody completely different like Joe Henning. And, but Brian Pillman Jr., in this, in this way, they had the TV, the remote, showing old Nitro. Mm-hmm. You heard Jim yeah. Ross on commentary. I'm like, right. what are they doing? Like, what, what's <laughs> going on here? And then they, they pan over to him. His, his uh, beard cut is, is crispy. It's different mm-hmm. now than he was. So yeah. it's interesting to me. They're going somewhere with this. They, they are. And it'll be interesting to see um, what, what Brian Pillman Jr. can do with this character. Uh, with the obvious name change coming, how he's going to be able to, you know, bring that character to to life. Obviously, probably going to be a heel. Um, him starting in NXT, I, I don't really have a problem with it. It could be a, a good challenger for uh, Dragunov. Um, other matches you could possibly see in NXT before he, he comes up to the main roster. Um, but yeah, the, the character right now is what I'm interested in to see how this is going to develop. I think this is pretty dope. I really do. Um, I thought it was a little bit, um, a little bit more than I expected. What Sheeta now becoming a three-time women's champion over Soraya, like we got one title change. Do we need two? Do we need two? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, look, Sheeta winning the championship's fine. Let her keep mm-hmm. it for a while to find out what she can do. Stop taking the title off of her. Yeah, these these mini runs feel very Sasha Banks esque. You know, 2016, you know, she wins it and then she drops it like three weeks later or, you know, a month later or something like that. Uh, she, did, she, you know, she's a phenomenal worker. You know, let, let her get some run. Let her get some, you know, quality wins, some quality time defenses up under her belt, you know, before you decide to to move on uh, with, with another wrestler. I, I think she's earned that right, uh, to be quite honest, uh, to be able to have a lengthy run with the AEW women's title. Um, but again, that's just me. I agree with that too. I thought the match was good against Soraya. Um, a lot of lot of Gaga there. We saw Tony Storm running out there with no with uh, with the, just one shoe with the shoe <laughs> with, with the shoe with the shoe uh, chasing away Ruby Soho. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of craziness around ringside. But Sheeta wins, and she's now a three time champion. It's, uh, it's fine. Just let her hold the title for a while. Soraya mm-hmm. won the championship. I thought that was a, I didn't understand that. We, you and I talked about that about Soraya yeah. won the championship. And I told you at the time in England, I'm like, you're just doing it because her family's there. It's not like she deserves the championship. The, right. the 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 faction was solid, but her winning the mm-hmm. championship and then her coming across as a baby face. It yeah, just, it was just weird for me. Yeah, that 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 didn't that didn't totally click. You know that that whole. Uh, uh, title win for Soraya over in uh, All In. It, it just didn't click. It, it just really didn't make complete sense um, in that regard. But again, it was in front of her her home country, her family. Uh, I can understand why you want to do that, but just from the, the standpoint of her, like you said, being deserving of the title, yeah, it didn't really make sense to me. MJF needs help from Adam, uh, from Adam Cole. And uh, we saw a vignette Early on the show, MJF says he didn't want to be interviewed. He tried to call Adam. Adam's in a ba- as a bad cell in a bad area. He needs help. And then here comes the acclaimed. You and I off the air have talked about the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a heel amongst the acclaimed, is it not? Mm-hmm. Who's the heel in the acclaimed, sir? 
You know who it is. It's the one that keeps stepping over the line with his raps. Yes. That guy's a heel and an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if yeah. everybody knows that. Like, he's got the cute raps and everything. But, um, yeah, I have a problem with him. Because I don't understand what he's trying to do. What is he doing there? Like, Anthony Bowens is one guy. Yeah. So what? what's this other guy trying to do? And we're not talking about Billy Gunn. Like, what's he no, trying to do there? It's, it's very strange. Yeah. I, I can see uh, some type of split coming up in, in the future for, for them. And... Uh, uh, Max Caster being being the heel in this story, because yeah, he he has a lot of asshole tendencies, a lot. You know that he's been a heel the whole time, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if the audience knows that though. No, I don't think the audience nope. knows that. They just think that his raps are cool, but I, I think he's been a heel the whole time. And uh, you know, Anthony mm-hmm. Bowens, we got a chance to talk to him on Good Karma Wrestling. Great guy, great dude, yeah. former baseball player. You know, he's actually kind of shy. He's like, he's like, like, I can't believe that we're scissoring people in the streets. He's like, he's just amazed by all the, yeah. but Max Caster, yeah, a bit of a jag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I don't know what he's trying to do. He's just like, MJF's playing hard to get. What does that mean? What What are you trying to say, sir? What are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, um, hmm? What, what is he trying to say? You know, I don't know. I'm very confused by Max Caster. Um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But maybe they will be able to get with MJF, and they can be uh, part of the eight man tag. We will see. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to ignore uh, Christian for a second because I'll keep looking at this quote. Put some clean <laughs> sheets on the bed. Day's coming home. So I'll go over here to to the yeah. left side here and talk about Brian Breaker against Carmelo Hayes. So Carmelo Hayes was on Busted Open on Sirius XM uh, today, mm-hmm. live. And he just talked about how how cool it is. He's got all these mentors around him. Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. works there. And like uh, uh, William Regal works there. Undertaker stopped by. Mm-hmm. John Cena was there. Cody Rhodes is there. So Carmelo yeah. Hayes, and it's, I've only seen him wrestle several times. I, don't, I can't give you a thorough breakdown. I saw the young mm-hmm. man, as I mentioned to you, in Bakersfield to, uh, losing the championship to, um, to Ilya Dragunov. And I've seen mm-hmm. him a couple times, and they believe he's the future. Cool. I hope that's the case. He wins this matchup against Brian Breaker. Again, Gaga around it because John Cena's there in Carmelo Hayes' corner. And then mm-hmm. there's Paul Heyman in Brian Breaker's corner. I just love how they're trying to open up and let you know a little bit more about Brian Breaker. Like, hey, we know that your your father was one of the Steiners. He's, he's a wrestler. Yeah. Your uncle is a wrestler. So I think it's become pretty obvious now that people need to know that Brian Breaker is – Part of the center lineage, and Braun Breaker mm-hmm. loses. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Why is Braun Breaker still in NXT? There's something going on with Braun Breaker. It's not because of the company, because he already mm-hmm. would have been up there, right? It's something going yeah. on with him, and I can't pin it down. Whether it's attitude, whether it is uh, an issue internally with wrestlers down there, maturity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to speculate until I find out, but I think this is the kind of situation where he got humbled tonight by mm-hmm. the Undertaker. It's kind of yeah. what a Vince would do, right? You know yeah. what? God damn it, pal. We're going to bring the Undertaker and he's going to squash you so you can learn, so you can be humbled. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. guessing that's what it is, which tells me that 
after this humbling, I expect him to be in the Royal Rumble next year. Um, yeah. But I think there's a problem there because otherwise he would have been up by now, right? Right. I mean, usually what happens after you get lengthy uh, title run uh, and either you go out on top like Asuka did or, you know, you drop the title like most champions do before you head up to the main roster, you know, that's usually the next progression. Uh, him dropping the title and then still remaining in NXT was a bit of a head scratcher because we were all like, all right, well, he, he's about to come up now and he didn't. So, um, yeah, maybe there's there, there may be some things that he still needs to learn. There may be some, you know, backstage things, you know, that, that are going on. But I, I just find it interesting that he's still there and, and might get jumped by uh, jumped over by Carmelo Hayes. Okay, Carmelo Hayes. I've seen a few of his matches. He he has that charisma. He has you know the the ability. Um, he's connecting with with fans. Uh, he he might jump over Braun to to make a main roster uh, run. But you know, yeah, I just thought I asked you that question. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes is a point guard in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. That that's kind yeah. of that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing like a basketball player in in a wrestling ring. And that's not a negative. I'm just talking about like his swagger. All mm-hmm. of it seems like it's about him. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I like. I like again. I only seen him several times, but I'm like, yeah, that's a guy there that could be a star mm-hmm. for in the future for this company. And so, and Brown Breaker will get his. There's no doubt. And I just, I, I just find it interesting that you know, in this overbooked show for NXT and for AEW in some ways, that the mm-hmm. Undertaker had to come out, make an appearance, and then squash Brown Breaker. As if there was a reason for that. Maybe there was a reason. Uh, I just and, find that all interesting. And it wasn't even the Undertaker; it was like the American badass, because I guess it would have been a bad look for Undertaker to come out with the hat and the yeah, the, the, you know, the whole thing, the whole outfit after he beat AJ Styles years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess he's he's officially retired that that character now. So he's just going he's going to be the American badass going forward. Cool. Tight. Tight turns in that, that PC for that motorcycle. Tight turns. Probably should have rehearsed that. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. He's asking Booker to come in. Booker's like, ah, oh, no. Not me. Shuck it, duck it. Quack, quack. Shuck it, duck it. Why is it that the play-by-play guy is looking like he just got out of the gym, but the, like Booker's just like G'd up? Why does Vic Joseph look like that? That's yeah, I, I, I found that funny as well. Uh, that was the first question that popped in my mind. I was like, was he late to the show? <laughs> like, I always question the luggage being lost, but I know that wasn't the case. I think they dressed casually, yeah. and Booker just went. He just put on his, you know, his Sunday best for whatever reason. It just looked uneven, you know. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, didn't understand that. Put some clean sheets on the bed. Daddy's coming home. Luchasaurus takes on uh, Adam Copeland. Really good matchup, and yeah. for the overrun because NXT ended at nine oh eight. If you were mm-hmm. interested in AEW, you turned on like, oh, Edge is on. Damn. Yeah. And he's taking on this lizard character. What's going on? And there's Christian on the ramp. Man, oh, man. There's a lot that happened with this. I thought it was really cool for Adam Copeland's first match. It's funny mm-hmm. online, people talked about ticket sales. Like, oh, for Adam Copeland's first match. Is that, well, it's Independence, Missouri, dude. It's not even Kansas City. Like, it's, I always say this. You, you heard me say this a million times. You're probably tired of me saying this. Man, look. Well, the Blackhawks won. Um, right. Looking at Monitor Three, I see that they won. Um, uh, it, it's it's a Wednesday night. You got kids. You got to get up mm-hmm. and do the work. It's if you can get 
4,000 people in an arena. You're yeah. winning on a Wednesday night. Are you kidding me? Right. That ain't Chappelle going in there. That is AEW wrestling. Like on a Wednesday yeah. night, shit. it's good that you can get that many people in there to see uh, Adam Copeland. But as an Edge fan, I was happy to see that matchup. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff going around it because there's Nick Wayne involved, there's Christian involved, mm-hmm. and Adam Copeland was able to survive and win the match. Yeah, a strong match overall. A nice uh, debut match for for. Are we saying Edge? Can we say Edge? No, can I say Edge? <laughs> so strong win by Adam Copeland. Uh, yes. He's going to need some friends soon because uh, with Christian Cage and and uh, Nick Wayne and, and Luchasaurus, I envision a lot of beatdowns in his future. <laughs> so we can get some friends on this side. That's true. That's a great point. He does need some friends. That is true. He is going to need some friends he get, because uh, because Christian's going to be traveling with Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. However, there's going to be a Luchasaurus turn here at some point because he's like, why'd you hit me with the title? Like, it wasn't yeah. me. Like, at some point, Luchasaurus will turn babyface and all will be well in the world and Luchasaurus will go back to the mid-card. <laughs> that, my friends, is a terrific night of wrestling. Uh, let me ask you this. Is there anything I missed? The one thing I want to ask you, I should ask you before we came on the air, but I'm asking now. Did mm-hmm. we get an Adam Copeland promo in these two hours? Did you? Did I see that? Did I miss that? No, I don't think we. No, there wasn't an Adam Copeland promo. I think these came out to the to the ring and they did the match, which is a little, a little weird. Well, that's a miss because. Yeah. It's a new night, new audience. Edge is part of your edge. Adam Copeland is now part of your team, your your company. Yeah, I think that Adam Copeland for his first time in AW should have had something to say. Unless I missed it, I don't think I, no. I thought I wrote everything down. For Adam no. Copeland not to have a promo to promote his match against Luchasaurus mm-hmm. is wrong. If that's the case. Yeah, no, uh, no, you didn't miss it. Uh, he did not have a promo before the start of that match. You know, they did. They just brought him out, which is. Um, like you said, that, that was a miss. That was a uh, missed opportunity there for him to, for those who may not have seen him uh, on Collision, um, to be able to, you know, introduce himself to, to those who, who watch Dynamite. So, yeah, tiny, tiny misstep there uh, uh, by, by some time. CJ, who won the night? All right. So, um, if you're here for the wrestling, AEW by far. Um when we talk about uh, Adam Copeland, Luchasaurus, Jay White uh, with his match, and then that banger of a match between uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Swerve. Uh, you, you're here for the wrestling, AEW gave it to you. If you're here for the, the cool moments of, oh, wow, Cena's on NXT, and oh, wow, Undertaker's on NXT, and Cody Rhodes is on NXT, then you, know, you may lean toward uh, WWE. I personally felt AEW had the stronger show um, because at the end of the day, we want to see good wrestling, and that's exactly what you got uh, from from a pretty strong card um, on Dynamite. Well, it sounds like that Dynamite, I mean, they went above and beyond, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When you're going 30, uh, would you clock it in? You said 45-plus minutes without a commercial? Yeah, yeah. Boy, I tell you what. Can I just say that's a partnership. That's a real partnership between Warner Discovery and uh, and Tony Khan to get that much time and then get that much mm-hmm. overrun on the back end. That's a lot of wrestling for for free without, without ads. That's something. 
Yeah, it, it shows you that uh, uh, Time Warner Discovery, um, they're going all in. I think they really believe in the product. Uh, they, they believe in the promotion and uh, they're, they're going to really want a strong partnership with, with AEW. So kudos for Tony to, for making it happen. Uh, I mean, anytime you can go nearly uh, well over 45 minutes without a commercial break, you know, that, that lets you know that um, the network that you're on believes in what you're doing. So far, 59% of you said Dynamite is a show that you enjoyed the most. 41% says NXT. We'll keep that voting open so you can give us your thoughts on that. Um, I thought that um, AW always delivers with the wrestling. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is that long-term storytelling comes from the WWE. I know Tony Khan mm-hmm. resents that. He thinks he has the best stories going on in wrestling. He has some. <laughs> it's getting better. That is for sure. Yeah. Over the mm-hmm. last, I would say, six months, I think that the storytelling, and clearly there's someone else that's in charge of that, that's making that happen. But mm-hmm. but to me, as I texted you during the show, I said, hey, man, NXT is doing their thing. They got sp- the sprinkle of the star power there, but yeah. for the most part, they're still going by their storylines for you to come back mm-hmm. next week. And as far as AEW is concerned, Tony Khan felt like that he was going from behind. He felt like he's like, well, I got a battle because I'm not on my night. It's Tuesday night. We're head mm-hmm. to head with XT, so I'm going to give you two title changes. I'm going to give you Swerving. We're going to give you Brian Danielson, and we're going to give you, you know, we're going to give you Christian and and uh, Adam Copeland at the end. And you know, we got mm-hmm. all this. I mean, MJF promo. He just gave you everything that he had, but not everything because it's not like we saw Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they we didn't get that. I mean, yeah, but you got you got some Don Callis. You got some stuff, but point is though mm-hmm. is that. AEW was not their usual AEW dynamite. And there was a reason because they took on NXT. So let me just give you the headline. If NXT loses to AEW tonight, you know what Triple H is going to say? You know what he's going to say? Uh, congratulations to them. You beat our developmental. Uh, you beat our. Uh, See, that's how, that's how he wins, right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's our third brand. So you beat our third brand. Congratulations. That kind of thing, right? But if NXT wins, if they win the night, oh my God, mm-hmm. it'll be press releases. It'll be in my inbox in the morning. It's gonna mm-hmm. be just like we the congratulations to NXT, the most watched NXT ever. All that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And it very well could happen because this is not AEW's night. Tuesday night is not AEW's night. So I don't know, man. I just think that when Triple H makes it seem like it's not a wrestling war, you know that's bullshit. We know that it is a wrestling war because why load the card up with John Cena and The Undertaker mm-hmm. and um, and uh, L.A. Knight? Why'd you have to do that? Why don't you just throw out Gigi Dolan and all the other people that you have? <laughs> just put up two regular. If it's not a wrestling yeah. war, if, if it doesn't yeah. matter, we should see no no stars. Just yeah. roll out there what you what you normally do. That those kids there's you know learning how to hip toss. No, nope, they didn't do that because it's really really a rivalry isn't it it is it is amazing how he continues to do things for something that's supposed to be a dissing company um as, as he most famously uh called it so uh you, you don't bring out john cena and the undertaker and and la night and asta um for you know your average tuesday night against a pissing company you, you don't do that he understands uh, what the game is uh, so <laughs> He had to bring out some of the big guns for for tonight. So it'll be interesting to see what the ratings are in the morning. 
A couple of notes for you before we're out of here. Um, Eric Collins says that uh, if it was a TV or movie and Juice uh, did that, nobody would bitch. But for some reason, it's done in wrestling and it's a problem. He's talking about the whole coin thing. It's yeah. no, it's not a problem. It, it, like AEW can do whatever they want. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it is edgy. I don't have a problem with it. It's edgy. Like, listen, race and wrestling has been part of the the whole thing for a long time. Uh, we can go back to Booker versus Triple H and break that down for an hour. Oh, can we? <laughs> oh, <right>. oh, the <laughs> overt racism in that in that yeah. promo of pretty much Triple H. The long flowing blonde hair, the championship, the suit, and just telling mm-hmm. Booker T that you're an entertainer, dance for me, do that spin a Rooney thing, you know, do that whole yeah. thing. If you like that whole, it was it, it had that Lex Luger, uh, Ron Simmons feel from mm-hmm. the early '90s, right, where Harley Race yeah. is the manager, like that yeah. kind of thing, like Luger saying to to Ron, you know what, you can't be the heavyweight champion because I'm the heavyweight champion, but I'm looking for a driver. I'm looking for someone that can mm-hmm. be able to drive and like. This was 91. Right. <laughs> like, like, what? So, no, no, it's not It's not that it's a problem, Eric. It's just that the point is, we have to point it out. It's like, it's edgy, and they're mm-hmm. trying to go somewhere with it. We're just pointing it out. Um, Tater72 says a couple of things. He says that uh, he loved the Brian Pillman. Lexi, Lexus King will be his name. Lexus okay. King. Because there's a family dynamic with that. So, Tater likes mm-hmm. that as well thought that AEW was the better show. Uh, so those amongst some of the comments uh, that we got on YouTube. And again, go to Good Karma Wrestling uh, and hit that YouTube if, as you're watching this. That's where you can get all the wrestling. If you've missed any of the content, all the interviews, all the shows that Brian Gabe and I do for over here, over here, Good Karma Wrestling. Right, right, uh, right over there, you see it. Yes, right <laughs> on my shoulder, wherever that is. Yep, mirror effect. Um, Good Karma Wrestling, that's where you can find us every Thursday. 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, uh, 4 Pacific on um, YouTube, and of course the podcast as well. Any final thoughts there on the, on this uh, very special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday? Any final thoughts? Uh, again, as we said at the top of the, of the show, if you love wrestling, uh, tonight was the night for you. It was a special night uh, where you had two biggest companies uh, in, in the industry just kind of going head to head and you know, you could see stars on, on both brands, and um, it was a really cool night uh, on, on both sides. You know, regardless of, of what you're here for, if you want the moments, you got it. If you want the wrestlers, you got that too. So it was a great night all around. All right, my friend. Uh, don't forget to read C.J. Taylor, uh, his blog, the ctjreport.net. Make sure that you bookmark that uh, because he'll have some words on everything pop culture, including what we saw a renaissance night. This is how I started in the wrestling business. Those Monday Night Wars mm-hmm. back in the day where I would be on after Nitro and Raw, 10 to midnight, taking calls from all over the country. It was rare at the time in the 90s, and here we are again. Two shows against one another. Can I see what the end result is? But I know the, the result that we wanted is that we all win as wrestling fans. We all won tonight. Yeah. Because we got two tremendous shows, different styles, but nonetheless, still great wrestling. For for C.J. Taylor, I'm Jonathan Hood. Uh, Don't forget to catch me on Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We will not be talking about this on the Captain J. Hood show, but you can catch me. (laughs) You mean Cap won't have questions? (laughs) No, 
he won't have questions. That's why we have this forum, sir. That's why you <laughs> catch our podcast, uh, the special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday edition, as we talk about the Tuesday Night Wars. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And again, go to the poll question. Check it out. Uh, we want you to vote on what was the better show, AEW or NXT. So long, everybody.